You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to the Packernet After Dark podcast. Today we're uh, going to do something different. We're taking your calls. I know. It's an old joke. I, uh... Kind of just do this stuff off the top of my head, and sometimes, sometimes autopilot doesn't know what to do, and is like, I don't know. Let's just reuse some old jokes, I guess. So, sub about that. We do have more time today, though, because it's not uh, midnight. So I do want to get through more calls than we did yesterday, and have a full show and all that good stuff. Um, so that's what we're gonna do. Kind of excited to see where this uh, heads because I am not exactly sure where my head is at on much of anything anymore. So. Uh, it's one of the perks. Let me just real quick go through and see. I don't see any new callers, so let's just take it from the top. We're still in, like, the game. So the game at this point when we're taking these calls is not over yet. It is 9.07 p.m. in the evening. And I hate when people do that. 7 o'clock a.m. in the morning. You already said a.m. You don't have to say in the morning. It's implied. It's not even implied. You're, you're literally saying it. A.M. means in the morning. Why are you saying it twice? Stop doing that. If you do that, don't do that. Sorry, I'm in a great mood. Uh, Jimmy, one more time. Hey, man. Um, I thought of something else. Um, is it just me, or does this game give you a little bit of hope that Joe Barry's got something going on upstairs? I mean, again, it's just the first half, but uh, we'll have to see what happens in the second half. I'm not trying to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but... <laughs> Um, I'm seeing like what seems to be an intelligent game plan on the defensive side of the ball. And that's the first time I've really noticed that, uh, in his, in his regime. Um, so let's know your thoughts about that. Bye-bye. Well, I think, uh, you're about to answer your own question. I will say that the one negative, if you are correct, I don't recall being super thrilled about the defense in the first half, but maybe it was great. I don't know. The negative is whatever it is you saw could be used as an excuse by the coaching staff if they really don't want to get rid of Joe Barry. If they decide that 90% of the problems are the players and not the scheme, it's execution and we need to get a better culture, new players, better players, whatever, um, they'll look to things like that to let him keep his job, which will absolutely send everybody into a tizzy, rightly so. Hey, Ryan, it's Craig. It's hey. halftime of the game. Exciting game. Pretty competitive. Um, 
once again, our special teams kind of costing us uh, some uh, some points. And uh, Rasul's definitely not playing well. So no. hopefully he picks it up in the second half. He does. That last play at the end of the first half was was killer. Um, anyway, exciting game. We'll see what happens. Take care. Bye. It's so sad to hear people calling at halftime with so much hope and optimism. <laughs> it breaks my heart. It truly does. No, one more thing. I forgot to get in on the pie discussion yes. earlier in the week. Do it. But um, if you want uh, to have pie right at your fingertips, I, do. I highly recommend Marie Calendar Pies. Marie they're Calendar frozen. Pies. Just pick up a few when they're on sale, and, and they're uh, right there ready to go, man. They're very good. Anyway, go back out. Bye. Never had Marie Calendar Pies. I, 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 I recognize it. I just Googled it, and it reminds me of, probably because this is basically what it is, but it reminds me of those like freezer meals that – you know, I had when I was young that are not the greatest, but at the same time, pretty good. I've had them re- not too long ago. It was a couple of years back for like the first time. And I was like, I don't know, this is probably going to be pretty gross. But it's like mac and cheese and a brownie and stuff. And I ate it. Not bad. I mean, some of it not great, but some of it uh, was not bad. But uh, yeah, good call. I should get it. it. Are these like individual person sized? I'm just wondering because... If I can eat a whole pie and not have to feel bad about it, that'd be great. Like it's a it's a personal pan size, but I still ate a whole pie, and no, I'm not sharing it because it's too it's too small to share. I mean, that would be ridiculous to share this. That might be my jam. I'll have to try that. Okay, Josh Myers sucks at run blocking. <laughs> he just ran up to the safety blanket ship, missed the block, yeah. and then. Blankenship comes down to tackle Aaron Jones. Dude, why can we not run block? We got great running backs, and nobody can make a running block. It's ridiculous. Anyways, I will say... Well, and I'm going to probably have 12 calls. Yes, you did have 12 more. Um, I, I almost never see a well-executed block down the field. It just doesn't ever happen. When we're talking against corners, safeties, even linebackers, offensive linemen in space is always the most embarrassing thing in the history of the universe. Unless it's somebody that they just don't really see him coming or something, um, or you get maybe kind of like a caravan, but it's just, it's always bad. They always miss. So I didn't see it. I'm not exactly sure what it is you're referring to, but I'm more concerned about the stuff that happens at the line of scrimmage. I mean, I, I, I would really like them to be able to get down the field and block, but since nobody seems to be able to do that, like ever, um, I think that's just kind of the standard, is you try to get up and block a safety and the safety sees you, he's just going to run around you and make you look like an idiot. That's that's 98% of the time. Fourth and two, we only have two down linemen. See, this is what uh, Coach Hahn was talking about. It's the same thing. And it's, I think it was, was it you? I think you had called earlier and uh, said the same thing about a different play. But yeah, it's it's a consistent issue, especially against a team like the Eagles. The Eagles are going to punch you in the mouth. And they're going to do it because they believe they're tougher than you, they're stronger than you, and there's not a freaking thing you can do about it. Why don't you get some beef on that defensive line and say, I freaking dare you? Just a thought. And this is ridiculous. Joe Barry sucks. Let's move on as soon as possible. Uh, 
By the way, who were the uh, – we had two coordinators stepping in for him last year when he was uh, – had COVID. Yeah, that was, that was Jerry Gray. What was their – what was the defensive um, – what did we do then? Yeah, somebody had called recently and asked the same question. I don't remember exactly, but I looked at the DVOA – just because it compares based on your opponent, so it's a little bit more of a fair comparison. And it's, I mean, it's an extremely small sample size, but I looked at it, and uh, it, it it was better. Now, you know, again, small sample size, similar to the Jordan Love thing. Who knows? Maybe it's a fluke. Maybe it would be a complete disaster if we let him take over. Very good argument against uh, Jerry Gray taking over is look at our DBs and how much they suck right now. Not saying it's entirely his fault, but it's hard to imagine it's not entirely his fault. Plus, it's just a, like I've said a million times, it's a completely different job. I have no idea if he can do the job or not. Um, that could be a positive or negative thing. Um, but yes, it it was better. This is what we're doing now versus season. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, uh, just stats or whatever. I know he was that, out one game last year. Yep. So can we get that one game versus the average of this year? just to see what, I don't, I don't know. I think that's the crux of the question. Um, I wanted to play it just in case you had another part, but I don't think so. It's hard to tell with Google Translate, but yeah, it was slightly better. Hey, Ryan, Chris from Alabama, man. Hey. Uh, it's 12 minutes left from the fourth quarter. The defense can't stop anybody. Correct. Aaron Rodgers got knocked out. A little like Zaire down as I'm speaking on this phone. We everybody that want to see Jordan Love is about to get Jordan Love, and they might as well keep Jordan Love in for the remainder of the season to see what they what they gonna do with him. This is a wrap. It is over with. Yep. Officially, I, I know we might have one two percent chance, point five percent chance, or whatever that may be. All that is done. See, and yeah, and the, and the problem with that is you can't think to yourself there's a chance. So if we just win out. No, you don't have 2% if you can win out and get into the playoffs. You need to not only win out. That's a given. You cannot lose any more games. You also need other teams to lose for you. So, yeah, it's 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 kind of beyond silly to expect that to happen. Well, time to shut Rodgers down. Shut most of these guys down. Let love. Let these youngsters get in here and see what they can do and see what you're going to do. Next year, you're going to keep them or what? Uh, it's a wrap, man. It's over with. I ain't even waiting to the end. I said I was going to wait to the end of the game. It's over, man. It's over. Time to decide what we're going to do for next year, man. Yeah, I agree. I think most fans are on that boat. I mean, even the uh, – I think most of the – you know, we were very split on, on Rodgers, but even the pro and anti-Rodgers crowd largely is on the side of shut Rodgers down and let's continue with love. Um, because even if it, this is my opinion, even if we're saying Rogers comes back next year, we still should play love. I did hear some people say, well, you need Rogers to continue to grow with the, the receivers. I think that is probably the best argument I heard. You want him to continue to get in rhythm with the receivers and with the offensive line and just let this thing gel. Cause it's really starting to click. It's really starting to look good. Let's not stop it now. Let's continue. So, so I get that part, but you don't want to hurt Rogers even more. And we still want to see what we have in love. Even if even if you can't stand love and he's a piece of garbage and you hope that we trade him, fine. He still needs to play. 
And if he plays and he puts on a performance, then we can then he has some trade value and we can trade him as opposed to just cutting him. But if he's garbage, then you just cut him. But that's what we're going to do anyways. But we're preserving Aaron Rodgers and protecting him so that he doesn't have an injury that requires him to be down into next year. Because right now, even if he needs surgery, which it seems like it does, I've had some people reach out and say, no, I've had that injury. It doesn't require that. But the way Ian Rappaport phrased it wasn't that this injury always requires it. It's that if it hasn't healed on its own by now, it's not going to and will likely require surgery. But why risk you know, I mean, what what happens if he if he ends up busting his knee or something and he's out until next year, late November, if he's out 365 days, especially at his age, he may not play next year. His career could end. Why would you risk that on a season that's over? So I think regardless of where you fall on just about anything, it's about time. You know, and the, the well, we're not officially eliminated. All right, that's not a terrible argument. I mean, you know, 2% is not the worst thing in the world. People play the lottery and they got a billionth of a percent or whatever it is. And you know what? People win the lottery. <laughs> so I don't know what the lowest percentage is that, that a team had and actually snuck in. I don't know if there's a metric out there to even check that, but um, I, I guess I kind of get it. But my fear is we're going to limp along here. We'll get a win and, and somebody else will get a loss and we'll be able to, to sit at one, two percent for three, four weeks before we're finally officially eliminated. I, I just, I don't know if I want to play that game, you know? I mean, I, I don't want to be a fatalist and just pout and be like, well, it's over, shut it down, who cares? I hate everything, I hate this team, fire everybody. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to think what makes the most sense. And and again, the cohesion on the offense with Rodgers, assuming we are 100% sticking with Rodgers, but you also have to understand Rodgers may retire. It's not just about getting rid of him, because uh, to be honest, it's it's going to be hard to get rid of him, but retirement is an option. If even if you love him to death, if he retires and Jordan Love is our guy, wouldn't you have liked him to be able to play? Of course you would. So regardless of whether you love the guy or hate the guy, he may not be here next year by his own volition. And so I I, I just think there are more reasons why Jordan Love, for every reason Jordan Love absolutely needs to play, Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to play. There are a couple reasons why it would be beneficial for him to play. But there are other reasons why it would be a, a complete waste. First of all, the season's done, so we don't need that extra bit of whatever it is he brings. You know, uh, talent, mental acuity, experience. And, and again, if he retires, what what was the benefit of it? All that experience that was gained on the end of the season just goes poof, vanish, and it could have gone to love. So... I'm definitely leaning pretty strong in that in that camp, but I, I I'll be honest, I do hate that there's that two percent sitting there. It feels like, geez, you know, I I just I don't know, I don't know. Ryan, watching the Packers. Yep. Jordan Love is about to come on. Yep. I don't care if we. I'm so excited that we're getting this in real time. People are about to see him. I'm I'm excited to hear what these calls are about to be. Lose this game. This is just. We could actually be watching the future right now. Oh, just you wait. Why not? Just Let's get you excited. Wait. See young guy actually play. See if he can play. If he can't play, let's still pretend to get excited. Why not? Season's freaking over. It's been a pretty good day. Pretty good game. <laughs> let's go back. Go. Get positive. Just, just because. All right. Bye. <laughs> I love that. Season's freaking over. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome. 
Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I, this is, this is the most happy I've been after a loss. Um, maybe ever just because there was so much positive. I mean, let's be honest. The offense is looking good. That, that it's, I feel like that's getting lost in the conversation because the quarterback thing is a disaster and we don't like our offensive linemen and we don't like our wide receivers and we don't like our tight ends and, and we don't like our quarterbacks for some of us. And, and, and obviously we don't like our defense, but it's just, it all feels bad. And it's like, you realize over the last three weeks, this has been somewhat of a powerhouse offense, right? I mean, I know Tennessee was a bit of a disaster. Again, depends who they go up against. They don't have that ability to break through any style of team. They can beat a good defense. It just depends what kind of a good defense it is. If if they're a coverage team, I think we can beat them. I think we can, you know, Um, if they are a stout defensive line, that can put four down on the line and stop you from running and get to the quarterback. I think we're cooked. So we, we don't we don't we we don't have the ability to break through every style of defense, but but we are a although disjointed, really talented offense. Let's put it this way: one of the few offenses that can throw up thirty points without much effort. I mean, with a busted up quarterback, and then Jordan Love comes in and has no experience, and has never really done anything, and ha- doesn't have hardly any th- time with these guys, comes in, throws up 10 points. I mean, we, we, we just scoff at that. I mean, that, teams are scoring 10 points at the end of a game. He comes in, two drives, 10 points. And it should have been another one. There was a, a, I mean, a couple bad decisions. He probably should have run. The throw to Cobb probably should have been a little bit more outside. It's hard to tell with the defenders there, but it seemed to be not exactly placed where it should have been. Granted, he's sprinting and throwing across his body, but also defensive pass interference, that should have been first down, no question about it. He hit Randall Cobb before the ball got there. Anyways, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, the offense. We're not encouraged enough about this offense. We're spending so much time worrying about the quarterback situation and how garbage the defense is. We're just ignoring that in the midst of chaos, in the midst of a busted up quarterback, in the midst of having receivers that, let's be honest, they're not the greatest receivers in the world. Lazard is doing nothing. Sammy Watkins is being demoted. Romeo Dobbs is out. Samori Ture is not doing anything. Um, I mean, the the running backs are, are clearly the stars along with Christian Watson, but holy crap. And, 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 and as every, most people have pointed out, Throw in a real legit wide receiver. Yes, of course. If Devontae was here, oh my goodness, this would just be the most glorious thing in the world. It would be like the 2011 Packers where we'd be a, you know, whatever the record is, 10 and one team right now, but the scores would all be like 40 to, to 38. But that's what it would be. So there is reason to be excited. It's just there's also some real garbage things going on at the same time. Also, Josiah DeGuara is going to be the future of the Green Bay Packers. My man. I like that guy. Yes, sir. He's a workman. He's amazing. He's great. Yep. The, the slander will not stand. That's right. Okay. You tell him. Thanks, bye. That's right. Yeah, I'm, I, I, again, he's not Christian Watson. He's the opposite of Christian Watson. He does the dirty work, but he does it so, man, he comes across the formation. And I talk about it's hard to hit guys when you're on the move. He seems to have mastered it. He'll come across the formation, square a dude up, and just, I mean, he's not the most powerful guy in the world. I'm sure there are fullbacks and everything else that, that'll get a little bit more pop. He doesn't seem to really, you know, it's not like he's laying guys out, 
but he gets inside of them and he and he gets his hands where they need to be and he he seals the block. From what I can tell, just about every time PFF isn't super impressed with him, but every time I've watched him, he does a very good job. So I'm I'm all in, man. Christian Watson. I think he's from Jordan Love. Anyways, it's a nice little timestamp right there. It was a third down and two, and and we have two down defensive linemen. <laughs> this is ridiculous. He sucks, sucks. Sucks, sucks, and it got six sucks. And now I don't know, but sucks. Eight. If you remember yesterday, Mr. Potato Head, I believe he called in and said he got a 12 pack but isn't planning on drinking all of them. I think he went and got another 12 pack. <laughs> hey, Pack Daddy, it's Jersey Mike. Hey. Uh, I'm I'm actually not upset. Gabagool. I, you know what? What? If anything, tonight does exactly what it needs to do for the Packers That's organization. That's what I'm saying. First, Christian Watson, we now know, wide receiver one going forward. Yes, sir. Uh, we learned today that we could use A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and continue to pound the rock with them, and we could stay in games. And then it happened. It yep. happened. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, it was a horrible injury. Yes. I mean, I, I pray he's okay. But he gets benched, and immediately Jordan Love, uh, or not benched, sorry. Right. He gets injured, no, I, we right? got it. We're good. And immediately Jordan Love comes out and <laughs> is impressive. I wonder what would have happened if we would have taken Rodgers out, you know, when he first got injured, and instead of putting him out there, if, if we would have, you know, I, I don't know, put Jordan Love in, maybe we could have gotten another touchdown there. Um. I hate to ruin your flow because you're on fire right now, but I just had a thought. What happens when Romeo Dobbs comes back? Because remember, Romeo Dobbs was like an emerging star, and, and Rodgers even said, like, we put too much pressure on these guys. We call them superstars and all this stuff. But remember, Romeo Dobbs was trying to be that number one sort of Devontae style of receiver when there was nothing else going on, right? Randall had been battling injuries. Lazard was battling injuries, and when he was on the field, he wasn't doing very much. Sammy Watkins has, has just been a complete waste of time on this offense. He, he he's trying to be that guy, but that was back before Watson when everything was super compressed and there's nothing there for him to do. Imagine Romeo Dobbs at his best with a lot more space because he's running underneath Christian Watson who's clearing out all this space. If we can have that guy, I've, I've been saying, we've all been talking, if we can get that guy that's just like that, I don't even know what to call it. Sorry, I don't want to say number one or or, or X or any, what the terminology is stupid, but you know what I mean that go-to possession guy that kind of is Randall Cobb right now, but kind of not, like Devontae Light, I guess, um, that you just trust in those clutch situations. You know, if you just need one, he's your guy. Um, the, the, the better route runner as opposed to, you know, the straight-line speed guy or whatever. I don't want to say Dobbs is that guy, but I also don't want to just disqualify him and be like, hey, we got a good thing going here, but we got to go out and get a wide receiver next year, and then we're good. Let's not forget how much he showed. And had no time to refine his skills whatsoever. He just came out and was like, this is what I do. And it's like, dang, that's that's really good. <laughs> that's uh that's that's uh really high quality like NFL stuff you're doing. So congratulations on that. He hasn't he he hasn't had an opportunity to say I mean, same with Christian Watson. He came out and he's like, I don't know, this isn't super great. And then they figured it out, and it's like, oh, wait, no, I'd actually, never mind. We're wrong. You are great. We haven't had the time to see them both playing at the same time at their best. What can you do with Romeo Dobbs 
now that you have Christian Watson, now that defenses are keyed in on, all right, we got to shut this guy down because he is a serious problem, that will take a lot of pressure off of, first of all, Romeo Dobbs, but also Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon. We're getting to that point where you can't key in on these things, especially the run game, which is, let's be honest, that's where this all, that's the focal point. You can't, you want to shut down the run? You're an idiot. You, you want to see another 63-yard touchdown pass or what? You can't do that. And so to be able to have the three levels of Watson over the top, Dobbs and Cobb and all the other guys in the middle, and then the run game on top of the screen passes and all the other nonsense that we're doing at and behind the line of scrimmage, I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you. We, we, we forgot about Dobbs. We just forgot about him. I'm actually excited. Right now we'll get to see, hopefully Rodgers is done for the season. We'll get to see Love. We'll get to see what these young... I think Rodgers is playing next week. Sorry to ruin your fun. You know, Romeo Dubs is coming back. We'll get to see what, what's happening there. Right. Um, and maybe we'll see a glimpse of this future offense. And the other thing is, you know, hopefully Joe Barry's gone. I, I, I Maybe we can renew a push with what's going on with Wisconsin. You know, uh, maybe we... I forget the, the D coordinator's name over there, but maybe maybe we can get him. Maybe. Maybe, I mean, it would be beautiful if after giving up almost 400 yards on the ground, we could get rid of Joe Barry this week. Like, just do it now, get it over with. But, yeah, I, I think we're we're actually in a positive direction here. Blow, blow up the small things we need to, and let's get forward towards the future. This this is an exciting team going forward. Let, let's just anyway, be, have a good one. You too. Let's just be completely honest about this. If this defense was a good defense, and let's just say they're doing what most other teams are doing, I don't, I don't know. It, it feels like most teams are giving up about 18 to 20 points a game. Let's just say we were doing that. Would you feel good about this team overall if the defense was just producing? I mean, again, we're going to lose to some teams like Tennessee that are going to be tough. Uh, Tampa, even though we already beat Tampa, but teams like that are going to give you a hard time. But wouldn't you feel good about this team? I would. If, if, if I told you we could sw- flip a switch, fire the D coordinator, bring in another guy. Let's say it is... Um, now, you, now I'm blanking on his name. Jim Leonard. Let's say it is. They, they were talking about the new head coach is going to come in. He's going to have a sit down with Jim Leonard. They're going to have an honest discussion about, you know, all these different things. And everyone's like, oh, I guess he's going to stay. They just said they're going to have a talk. That's all. Out of respect for the guy to see if he's going to stay. But there's also talk about he's bringing in his old staff. To, you know, and I, let's be honest. Cincinnati, what they did best was defense. They have a particular way of doing things. Do you want Jim Leonard to come in who is not really doing things? Maybe, maybe they are. I don't know the, the schemes and everything else. Maybe you do want his perspective on things. Maybe you just want his leadership. I don't know. But just because they're having conversations doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be able to retain his job. I have no idea. And maybe he doesn't even want to. Depends what job they're going to offer him. Are they going to give him the defensive coordinator job? Why would Fickle want him to be your defensive coordinator? He doesn't understand your defense. Is he going to take a demotion to be like the defensive assistant? Why would he do that? He can go be a head coach somewhere in college if he wanted to. I guarantee you, Cincinnati maybe will hire him to be the new head coach. Or you can be a defensive coordinator somewhere in the NFL. Why would you take any amount of demotion? I mean, at, at, at the very least, he will be the defensive coordinator or better, or he's not staying. So, um, and and I don't know what kind of a... a defensive coordinator he'd be I I tend to think he would be a a solid defensive coordinator just just from the standpoint not only because of what he's doing right now in college and and with Wisconsin which is really really high quality defense 
but it's it's the way that they play. I mean, they, they play with their hair on fire. They play with intensity, and they and they love that guy. Now, college is different than the pros. You know, you, you might be a college guy. You go to the pros, and they look at you like, you know, you you ain't nothing to me. It's a different animal. I don't know, but but you know, what whatever. If I told you we could flip a switch, and the defense was just adequate, wouldn't you feel like we're a playoff contender instantly? I'm not saying everything's perfect. I would. I would feel that way, 100%. Oh, look what just came across the wire here. A bunch of football jobs at Wisconsin just went live. This is via John uh, McNamara, editor and recruiting analyst for Badger Blitz, uh, Rivals, Yahoo Sports, etc. Here are the jobs that are uh, listed as available in Madison. Football assistant strength and conditioning coach, director of football strength and conditioning, football offensive coordinator, football defensive coordinator, football assistant coach. All just went live. Now, I'm sure this is standard practice, but again, Jim Leonard, as of right now, does not have a job. He will be essentially auditioning um, to try to get a job <laughs> with the Badgers. And I, I, I'll add one final point on the defensive coordinator. I would lean more toward attitude. Honestly, it, it, we would almost call it like a Mike Pettin hire a little bit, but not quite. I mean, Pettin, Pettin was more about... and and a philosophy attitude or an attitude of philosophy or whatever. In other words, the way we play is is about physicality and everything else. But but he didn't in in and of himself, I think, inspire that drive in the guys. It was more about on paper, this is what you need to be in order for this defense to succeed. You need to be a violent, mean, hardcore football player. That's what I want in a football player. I'm talking about a guy whose persona just projects in a certain way that gets guys fired up. Because I do, and I know I'm losing people on my side of this argument, I do believe we have a lot of talent on this team. A lot of people are fleeing that and going to the side of we've never actually had that much talent. I don't know why, but that's just what's happening right now. I guess Kenny Clark and um, Jair and you know, Rashawn and the, and the whole crew and Amos, they just were never that good. I don't know. I don't know. But I think you go out and get a guy that just gets them fired up and motivated and ready to play because, again, I think as as talented as they are, if they just play with fire and conviction, they can accidentally be a good defense. Anyways, I've been rambling long enough. Why don't we go ahead and take a break right here? Um, Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. If you'd like to support the podcast directly, it would be greatly appreciated. Also, please consider giving to Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. I want to um, give a special thanks to Willie D. He is both a patron and a Fertile Ground Ranch donor. He gave a very, very sizable donation. And I just wanted to say thank you very much for that. That was certainly above and beyond. My parents are blown away. I don't like to give out details of whatever seems kind of tacky to put dollar figures on it. But uh, just just so you know, they're uh, very, very appreciative. And I know... Daughter barging and wanting me to look at the Christmas tree. I guess they just decorated. You know, earlier in my marriage, I would have gotten in trouble for not being up there. I might still be in trouble, actually. We'll see how it goes when I go up there. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I, I know my dad is planning on reaching out to you uh, personally. So anyways, thanks again. And uh, FGR, Fertile Ground Ranch, you can find their information. First of all, pinned to the top of my Twitter. If you'd like to uh, give, I can take you straight there. Otherwise, just check out their website at FertileGroundRanch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. 
So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Hey, Ryan, what's going on? It's uh, Ryan Santos. Hey. Hey, I just wanted to call in, man. Um, no, I just really hope that we can shut it down now. Um, I, I, you know, I hate to be negative, and I know there's a lot of Packer fans that still believe that there's hope and we should keep pushing, but, um, you know, I've been kind of waiting for this moment. I, I was impressed. We almost beat Philadelphia, but, um, I didn't think we'd win this game coming in. And at some point in the game, we just, you know, I think most of us knew it was out of reach, but, Everything I've wanted to see happen today happened. Right. Um, I almost feel like I predicted it, you know, from the second that they said that Rogers' thumb was broken and they were talking about the type of injury he has. I was just of the mind that, okay, this is going to be the game where he leaves with an injury and then he's going to go on IR saying that he needs some kind of surgery or whatnot. And I was kind of thrown off by the oblique injury um, comment during the game, but um, I'm pretty sure that he's going to go on IR or a couple, few weeks rest or whatever the case may be, but I'm glad that we got to see Jordan Love. Uh, he looked amazing. His, his uh, passes were, they were crispy. Uh, they were accurate. And just overall, he gave a calm to the viewers that I believe Rodgers hasn't given us in many years, I'll say since 2020, when he just went under center after his first couple passes. I just felt calm you know i felt like he was doing all the right things um keeping his eyes downfield going through his progressions passing to the open man and most importantly not hesitating i just felt like we've watched rogers rogers hesitate and 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 see shadows and see ghosts and hear footsteps for so long that every snap was just full of anxiety worried if he's going to play within the system if he's going to make the right play if he's going to just get flustered and scared and, oh. and, and, and vacate the pocket too soon or, or maybe not soon enough. Um, it was just it was refreshing. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good point now that you think of it, now that you mentioned it. There, there used to be, I think one of the biggest indications that I never really thought about until now that, that Rodgers is not Rodgers is the fact that there isn't a sense of calm anymore. There isn't a sense of it's all right, Rodgers has got this. You know, like if, if something's going to go wrong, it's not going to be Rodgers. You know, the offensive line might miss a block or, or you know, maybe a receiver would drop something, but that was pretty rare. 
but you 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 just you felt comfortable with Rodgers. Now there were certain games that wasn't the case, you know. Uh, again, this has always been kind of a thing, which is why I started to question a lot of things this year about a lot of issues that have always persisted that we've kind of been ignoring because of how many wins we had. But regardless, you, you, it's just it's Rodgers. But there was no sense of calm. There was no sense of just trusting that he was going to be the guy that got it done. And it's not just the offense and the scheme. It's, you know, I mean, that's, that's its own separate pile of anxiety. Are these guys going to be able to get open? You know, I, that's, you know, worried about that. Is the offensive line going to be able to block? That's another sense of anxiety. Uh, play calling. Are we going to do something stupid here? But it, it's also, if we throw the ball, like you said, is, is Rodgers going to be able to stand comfortably in the pocket? Is he going to be able to find the open guy? Is he going to be able to throw the ball accurately? I mean, it's just... It is as much as I was anxious about Jordan Love, and, and there was certainly more anxiety about Love than Rodgers because I don't know if the guy can do anything right. I've, up until last night, I've really never seen it. Every time I've seen him, it's been kind of a disaster. But it wasn't that different than how I feel about Rodgers. It's, it's constant anxiety that I, it's just a feeling of I don't, I don't trust the offense, and Rodgers is a big part of it. I don't trust him to, to miraculously make it okay. It's just it just hasn't been a thing at all this year for me. To see somebody under center in the Green Bay uniform um, take command of the offense, and not only that, but calm the viewers and just make the best plays available. Right. Just, exactly. I just, I, I just hope that Jay Love is what we see for the rest of the season, and if he shows that he is an NFL solid starting quarterback, I pray that the Packers move on from Rodgers and not risk. Um, you know, losing Jay Love in the future. All right, that's all I got to say. Uh, your thoughts on anything I said, very much appreciated, man. Um, have a good night. Yeah, t- two other thoughts. Number one is I, I, I want to make sure that we don't take it too far with Jordan Love. He will not be able to replicate what he did over the course of his career. You know, we're, we're talking you're only completing passes, throwing good passes, making good decisions, throwing touchdowns and no interceptions. That's not a thing that anybody does. So, you know, we have to expect that and then not overreact in the other direction. Well, it turns out that was fake and that was... We got to just give the guy time, right? We gave Christian Watson time. We give everybody else time. We're giving Quay Walker time. We're giving Devontae Wyatt time. I don't know why Jordan Love is not getting any time. He plays, it's bad. Well, bust, it's over. Sucks, garbage. And And then there's the whole, well, he's been on the team for three years. Come on, man. (laughs) <laughs> he hasn't done anything. He hasn't played. Matt LaFleur even alluded to that in his press conference uh, today, I think it was. They asked him, you know, what is your comfort level with, with Jordan Love? And he's like, well, I mean, we have a lot of comfort based on what we've seen him do in practice, but that doesn't mean anything. So in other words, we have no idea what we have in Jordan Love. What we've seen, yeah, he's he's an elite quarterback that can absolutely take over. I mean, he didn't say this, I'm ad-libbing, but the point is, he, he is, from what we've seen, a guy that can take over and be in a starting quarterback in the NFL. But until you can do it in a game, it doesn't mean anything. And that carries the same amount of weight when you're talking about his ability to, to have some level of practice. You know, it's, it's, like, it's like my dad always used to say about flying a plane. I can read all the manuals in the world about flying a plane. That doesn't make me a pilot. It, it, I'm not going to be able to just sit in a cockpit and take off and do all these. I, I have to get the experience and actually get my hands on and do it. I mean, everybody that's had a job has experienced that. I, you know, I, I spent two years learning how to fix medical equipment. 
I didn't learn jack squat about that job until I actually got a job and started doing it. You know, it's, it's just, it's very different. That's where you actually learn. So expect the bad throws, expect the bad games. I mean, you know, I mean, for crying out loud, Aaron, how many bad games has Aaron Rodgers had in his career? Dozens and dozens. He's had several just this year. In fact, most of them have been bad games. Justin Fields hasn't had a good game as far as throwing since last year. And we're supposed to praise him because he runs fast. So I, you know, I'm I'm in the minority that's like, oh no, he's really okay, fine, he's he's good. He still hasn't learned how to throw. His second year is is basically a full time starting quarterback. He still hasn't figured out how to throw a football, but you know, give it time. Obviously, that that's going to come with time. Oh, obviously, okay, sure, yeah. I mean, obviously, that just happens automatically. Every quarterback just becomes great at stuff, right? Every the point is, everybody else gets time. He's going to need time, but let's not take it too far because he's going to have bad games. You know, wait for the day when a defense has the entire week to prepare for Jordan Love as opposed to this week where they prepared for for Aaron Rodgers and then Jordan Love snuck in at the end. The other thing I'll say about getting rid of Aaron Rodgers is, you know, again, and I've kind of been back and forth on this, but easier said than done. We can't cut him. Trading him would be basically impossible without Rodgers signing off on it, which again, he may be able to do if we, like I said, just more or less threaten him and say, you are not the starting quarterback in Green Bay anymore. But the point of all that is, because I get accused a lot of being a, a, you know, Brian Gutekunst apologist, because I do like the guy, this is a miss. And and hindsight is twenty twenty, and I get it, right? We want to go all in and, you know, we got a window and all that stuff, but this was a bad decision. It just was. We we cannot get out of this. We can't make good with Jordan. I mean, we, it's possible, but it's it's kind of if Aaron Rodgers wants to let us, which is not a position we should be in. We should not be in a position where the quarterback dictates whether or not we can do what's best for this team. That's a bad position to be in, and we we did it. That's what Rodgers wanted. He didn't want the team to be in control, so we ceded control of the team to the quarterback. And from Rogers' position, yeah, I don't, I don't want to feel like I have to constantly look over my shoulder and feel like I'm constantly being pushed out the door. Well, that's what it, being an NFL football player means. If you don't produce, you go bye-bye. But he didn't want that, and, and so we gave him a contract that um, made it so that he essentially can't be moved without his, his permission, and he can just sit and take the money if he chooses. And so if you want to hear me say something bad about Brian Gutekunst, there it is. This was a bad decision. In hindsight, again, hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think anybody really saw this coming. I've, I've, I saw people, I, I'd mentioned this before on social media, and obviously it's like, oh, really? I saw it. I said it. I was. I told you. I said it. I, no, you didn't. You might have said that this is, but you had no idea Rodgers was going to do what Rodgers is doing. You had no idea that Elton Jenkins was going to fall off. You had no idea of any of the other struggles that are going on, offensively, defensively, and everything in between. Nobody saw this scenario playing out the way it's playing out. But still, you made the decision, knowing full well that this was a possibility, that if things fall off, there's nothing I can do to fix it. And so I just mentioned that because you mentioned hopefully we move on from Rodgers. I mean, there are things we can do to kind of push in that direction, but ultimately it is up to Rodgers. And if he wants to fold his arms and say, well, I'm not leaving, you can bench me if you want to bench me, but I'm playing. In other words, I will be on this team then he will be on the team. And that's just kind of the way that goes, which sucks. Hey, you ever watched uh, Waterboy? Yes. One of my favorite movies. 
picking up. I think 99, my senior year, we sat there watching it, uh, movie theater, right before football season started. Anyways, one of my favorite quotes was, thank you, Ray. Oh, we suck again. I kind of caught it a little bit. I was a little early on it, but I caught it. Um, you know, I, you know what made me think of, do, do younger folks treat movies the way we did back in the day? Because a movie would come out, every single person saw the movie, and they would quote lines from it so often. I mean, to this day, there are still quotes that'll, I can't think any off the top of my head, but I promise you, we reference movies from, from back in that era, the 90s, and I'm sure even going back, everybody, I just don't know if that's still a thing that happens. And it would make sense if things have changed, because there's just so much crap going on right now. Right? Like TikTok is a big thing, but everything that's big is big for five minutes and then there's a new big thing. Back in the day when stuff was big, it was big for a long time. And it was the dumbest crap ever. Remember the dancing babies? Dude, those dancing babies, I don't even know why we found it interesting, but we thought it was the funniest. And everybody, like young people thought it was funny, old people thought it was hilarious. And it was just like a baby dance. I mean, I guess we didn't really have, we didn't have anything online, but. Man, we would just beat those things to death. I mean, even even Waterboy. I mean, I promise you, if somebody has a thought in their head, you can do it, they're going to, when it comes out of their mouth, it's going to be, you can do it. And everybody's going to know what that means and what that's from. Because we beat that to death <laughs> so many times. Something wrong with that boy's medulla oblongata. I mean, it just... Every, that's the thing. Everybody saw the movie. Everybody saw it 50 times. Everybody knows all the lines. I'm just wondering if that's still a thing. If, if you're in middle school and high school and, and somebody just drops a line and everybody gets it, because do people even care about movies as much? Does anybody go to the movies anymore? And there's, then there's so, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't, I don't know. And I don't know if it's just because I'm old or what. I don't even know what's coming out because there's so much. You got Netflix. I got Hulu. I got Disney Plus. I got Voodoo. Voodoo's pretty dope because you can just buy stuff and watch it. You got Peacock. Peacock's got The Office on it. I also bought The Office from Voodoo. Just bought 300 on Voodoo. I want to watch it. And I kind of do, but kind of don't want my wife to watch it because I do because she needs to see it. But I also know it's going to be 30 seconds in and she's going to say, oh, this is horrible. And that'll be about the end of that. And I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because she's just going to be miserable. But yeah, I saw Waterboy. Everybody my age watched Waterboy. Everybody. And everybody repeated the lines 500,000 times. I don't know if there's any uh, 16, 17-year-old listeners let me know if that's still a thing that happens. A movie comes out, every single person in your school watched it, and you can just say the line and everybody will be like, oh yeah, I know what that is. I'm not talking TikTok. I'm talking movies. And primarily I'm talking comedy because it seems like superheroes are in the new thing. Did you guys, is, is it true that superheroes are becoming like a big thing? I don't mean just like the movies, but apparently... Like, superheroes are starting to show up in marketing now because grown adults want to be superheroes? How freaking pathetic are we becoming? Anyways, I'm sorry. Moving on. The dumbest thing ever. I heard somebody say that. Like, marketing is turning towards superheroes because young adults want to identify as superheroes. <laughs> what are you, four years old? Grow up, you moron, you dork. Hey, what's up, Ryan? It's uh, Ryan Santos. Again. Hey, man. Hey, I didn't want to say this in my last call because I didn't want to... Salute Jordan Love praise. All right. Um, very proud of that, of, of that man. 
aren't you kind of tired of every time the Packers play a team, there that other team gets the first something, or they break some team record or NFL record? Oh yeah, every I time. Mean, it, it's always us. First, Kellen Kaepernick breaks the yep. quarterback single game rushing record, and now we got Jalen Hurts, and then the Eagles rush for. I don't even know what it was at the end. I mean, damn near 500 rushing yards. I mean, it's insane. Uh, do, do you have any idea how much crap I'm going to have to eat next week when Justin Fields breaks the all-time quarterback rushing record by 500 yards? He's going to rush for 500 yards against the Packers. Do you have Do you have any idea how much fecal material is going to be shoved in my face after that? It doesn't matter if we win, lose, or draw. If Fields plays, he is going to run for 500 yards. And I am, I mean, it's not going to, it doesn't change anything I've said, but it doesn't matter. Because the guy that is like the number one Justin Fields trash talker is going to have to just take it on the chin. And I have no choice but to but to just take it. It's going to suck. A lot. Um, it's probably also going to be the first time that back-to-back record has been broken in back-to-back weeks against the same team. Yeah, I just want to say that. Um, yeah, I'm just going to stop. With the, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. All right, now we're going to... Yeah, but it, I, I, and, and I've heard it multiple times this season. Somebody will do something against it, and it's always against our defense. Right, it's 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 very rarely like oh the, our offense only got four first downs. It's the lowest in NFL history, or anything. it's the defense. Most yards by a running back, most yards by a quarterback, most passing this that. I swear I've heard it three times just this year, and I, and I know there's a lot of obscure nonsense records, but I'm not talking about that. It's just I'm so exhausted with hearing. Somebody broke some kind of a record against our freaking defense. Hey, Ryan, this is Dan in Arizona. Hey, man. Just got done watching the Packers-Eagles game. I didn't even get mad because I wasn't expecting much going into it. Yep. Uh, pleasantly surprised with the offensive output. Right. I thought they played pretty well. Nice to see Jordan Love come in. Yep. I thought he looked really good, strong arm, pretty accurate passing in control. So I think we're okay going forward. Um, looked pretty decent. The running backs had a good game, but our defense, yikes. Um, Rudy Ford was okay. Nixon played a great game, especially on special teams. Um, Razul Douglas got roasted in the backfield. <laughs> our linebackers were just simply embarrassed all night. Yep. And Kenny Clark is not worth the money we are paying him. I don't know what's going on with that. I think every team is just purposely running right at him, and they're just throwing him around like a rag doll. I think the most frustrating thing, and Matt LaFleur said, most missed tackles since he's been a Packers head coach, and it was over 20. But I, I will never understand how a guy that is Kenny Clark's size at 310 pounds or whatever he is, 315-ish, how he can jump on the back of a running back who's got to be like 200 pounds. We're talking 100 pounds you've got on this guy. He jumps on him. He gets his arms wrapped around him, and he can't bring him down. How does that even happen? I'll say this. Say what you want about TJ Slayton. Every time I see that guy, he's lighting people up. He, I've seen it happen twice now. Somebody comes across and he'll, he's kind of getting a little bit of a running head start coming diagonally, coming or sideways, um, sideline to sideline, that direction. And he absolutely obliterates the guy. 
Which makes sense, because he's like 330 pounds. But I don't know how... I mean, I, I understand, like, you, you breaking arm tackles or whatever, but you are in the air. Right? We've got all kinds of physics going on here. You are a projectile that is 315 pounds. You got gravity working with you. And and as strong as you are to get your arms around the guy and he slips through your arms? How does that even happen? I don't get it. But other than that, it was nice to see him continue to fight. And, hey, we're a little bit closer to getting that uh, high draft pick, so... Go pack, go, and we'll get them next time. Right. Yeah, like I said, the Green Bay Packers are currently sitting ninth. I should check in on this Monday game, see what's going on here. Pittsburgh Steelers are beating the Colts at halftime 16-3. to And uh, that does help our draft stock. I don't know that, I mean, that'll put them at four. That'll put them at four and seven. So they will be, so we'll move to eight. We will move to the number eight overall pick if if Pittsburgh can hold on and beat Indy. By the way, and I know the game isn't over. Remember what I said about Indy being all hyped up and it, and and they're gonna come out strong and they're gonna punch people in the mouth, but that isn't gonna last. They're playing Pittsburgh and are getting stomped out. Just saying. Anyways, we'll do a, a couple more here. So game pretty much just ended. I gotta run into town and get stuff. Um. You know, I, I didn't think we'd win. At least they played pretty decent. I mean, they couldn't stop the run for nothing. Um, but they had other guys doing stuff. They had that linebacker we just picked up just to make some plays. Yeah. Another goody pick. You know, um, uh, Aaron Jones and Dylan were pretty decent. You know, Christian, hello. Uh, love coming in. I was At the time Rogers left, I was kind of dumb out of the game because it was looking like a blowout. Was, but, um... Also, one of my obviously one of my anti-Packer friends texted me. Oh, Rogers, blah blah blah. Oh, but something bad was happening. Uh, but love looked really good. Um, you know, uh, yeah. obviously, you know, you can say what you want about him coming in at the end of the game. Um, defense is going to give up stuff, but he, every throw he made still doesn't matter. Every throw he made was. I mean, I don't know if he had a bad throw. Maybe the one in the end zone uh, that was, he was scrambling. Uh, but uh, he was—he looked really good. So, uh, I mean, me and a lot of other folks have said it recently. But hey, maybe Rogers should just be injured for a few weeks, and maybe we'll get get lucky. And I would love to see Jordan uh, start a few games. So, uh, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we've all pretty much, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Anyways. But uh, good to see Christian get in there. I like the fact that that's the first person love through to. Um, who knows? Maybe those guys could be the next, you know, uh, Far of Sharp, Rogers, Adams, Rogers, Nelson. I mean, uh, and gosh, I can't wait for Dobbs to come back because right. That's those two dudes, man. First year and they're already like kind of good. So hey. Um, yeah, so I didn't expect us to win. Uh, they did fight better than I thought, so that was that was a good thing. You know, a lot of new people doing Dixon, the guy running uh, kickoffs, hello. Yeah, right. Sign up, bull. Lock him up. Um, so yeah, just some, some good things from nobodies, which I like. Uh, 
definitely they got to pull Rogers aside and go, dude, are you 100% committed? Because, you know, Mike, uh, homeboy said after the game, yeah, if he says, I am committed, you got to bring it back. But if he's like, eh, I don't know, then if they can get a pick out of him, get a pick. Get a, if you just get one first rounder, get it. Um, that'll only help. And uh, maybe we'd be like Miami and, you know, trade a first round pick for a person who's good. But, uh, hey, look like this. Yeah, again, the Rodgers thing is, I've I've exhausted all my thoughts on that as far as what I can say about it. Um, We'll see. I I just, it's such a tough spot we're in right now. And if love ends up looking promising, it, it really just complicates things even further. Because we're talking about paying a guy a fifth year option to keep him, and we're not gonna play him. Right, he's. We're saying he is the quarterback of the future. We are committed to him, but he might not play for two to three years. This is the dumbest crap I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> this is so stupid. I, I don't know. We're we're in a we're in a tough spot here. Hey Ryan, Nico again. Hey. Uh, also, uh, if you remember that sub intelligent sports writer before the season was saying how someone did something. On one drive, that means he would average, you know, 90 touchdowns a year. Uh, so, hey, Love, for that guy, Love only played, what, a half a first quarter <laughs> or a half a quarter? Yeah. And in that half quarter, threw for 100-some yards and a touchdown. So, and they played, you know, a whole game. He could have thrown for, like, 900 yards and eight touchdowns. There you go. So, there you go. Uh, but, no, seriously, uh, throwing 100-some yards, a touchdown, you know, in a half a quarter, Makes him a hell of a lot better passer than Justin Fields, so fuck it, Bears fans. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it. it's true that we can't make any decisive comments about it because it is a small sample size, but it's also true that he deserves a lot of credit, right? It, it's 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 really disingenuous when people are now coming out and trying to say that he was in a, a really good situation. He was not in a good situation. This was a disastrous situation for him to be thrust into against a dominant team with, with, an, with a Green Bay Packers team that is defeated, that is down on itself, um, that is just not succeeding. It's, it's not a good situation for him to come into completely cold. And um, I don't think anybody expected him to do what he did. And now that he did what he did, people want to downplay him. Well, he was in a great situation. No, he was not. That's insane. And the reality is, if you look at what the expectations were, two drives, scoring on both drives, 10 points, that's that's not the expectation. That is well above expectation. Well above expectation. Again, with, with an offense that is disjointed, that he has not spent hardly any time really getting real reps with against one of the best teams in all of football, when you have to throw and the defense can pin, it, pin their ears back and come and get you. This is, this, is, this is well beyond what anybody should have expected for Jordan Love. Now, again, I don't expect him to be able to maintain this, but the question is, when he declines, it's the same with Christian Watson, right? The touchdown rate is impossible to maintain, right? He had three touchdowns in a game. Then he had two touchdowns. Then he had one touchdown. The question isn't, can he maintain this? The question is, when he comes down from his high peak, how far will he fall? That's the question. 
And, and in a sense, it's almost like we don't know anything. It's encouraging, but it's, 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 we know he's going to fall. We just don't know how far. And so all it really is, is an encouraging sign that there's something in there somewhere. But anyways, I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, I appreciate all the calls. We still got a bunch to go through, but don't let that dissuade you because eventually there won't be a lot to go through. So please call in 608-501-0718. Give your uh, thoughts, opinions, et cetera, et cetera. And I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye.